everybody out there on the internet, and welcome to the Party of Two podcast right here on twitch.tv slash markbudonica, or wherever you're you're listening via anchor.fm slash party of two pod, or iTunes, or any anywhere where you get your podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, the internet's Mark Budonica. And I'm your other host, the internet's Andrea Donica. Happy holidays, everybody! You, I mean, if you're listening to us on Anchor, you can't see it, but we've got our eggnog. I'm just going to choose. It's okay. No, just... but I... If you're taking a sip, I should take a okay. sip. Okay, well, we've got some some uh, wonderful eggnog. Wonderful is in quotes. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. he enjoys took, it more than I do. I took, you know what? I'm coming around to it. Like, I'm happy for you. I within guess. the past within the past couple of years, you know, I never got eggnog. I still don't understand what the term means and what it's derived from. But um. Like, I, it was a couple of Christmases ago. I think I finally tried it, and I was like, okay. And uh, now I'm less inhibited, I suppose. Like, I'm more willing to try varieties of eggnog. There's a there's a, the, a cocktail that um, somebody I used to work with at Geek & Sundry, Matt Key, who is a wonderful human being. Um, he did the Maker's Mark eggnog with Dr. Pepper, and apparently that's, like, hmm. phenomenal brilliant. Um, but I haven't tried it. Like though, now it is at Sam's Club. The the Maker's Mark eggnog. So oh I may I may pick one up. Um, happy end of 2020, and I mean that legitimately. Hooray! Dear God, you made it. If you're listening to this, you made it, and you're you've you're decided actively to spend your time listening to us, whether it's just today or any of our previous episodes. We appreciate you. Uh, we know it's almost the end of the year too because our seized peppermint supply is running low. No. <laughs> and well, ha- thankfully, I thought they were just a Christmas offering, but they've started offering them all year. So we need to get a uh, we need to get one of the catalogs order out. Oh, my mom has discounts. We should we should get discounts oh, through her snap. instead. Yeah, instead of like any other possible way that we could get them. But um, so we're gonna be looking back and looking forward today, um, just as an advisory at the top of the show. This is our season finale. This was a very tumultuous year, to say the least, voice crack included, and um, we appreciate you sticking with us for our sort of unannounced breaks. There There was a lot of, like, life stuff that we really had to take care of, and are still kind of taking care of, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. And so we appreciate you sticking with us and listening to the show and sharing with your friends. That important part, the last part, please. sharing with your friends. Please share with your friends. And um, we we always have plans for growth for this show. And while I'm not going to get into one very specific one that I think is a little bit more possible now due to recent things, that's all I can say oh. because we're live. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I th- I think next year is going to be a lot of fun. The couple of times we played video, we still we didn't beat Disneyland Connect Adventures. That's right. Um, huh. we didn't beat Universal Japan the game, which is fine. We won't. <laughs> we will not. Um, more time on on MC Parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. And and like they're they're going to be finishing their Disneyland expansion next year. So it'll it's one thing to be in Orlando and go into the Orlando parks, but to be able to walk through Disneyland for us is way different. Oh yeah. Completely different. And a completely different history too. Um but uh yeah, there there's a lot of stuff that we want to do that either involves Twitch or other type of content. We were to to speak 
freely. Like we got rid of our YouTube this year. Yeah. Like all of the stuff with what was it? What was it called? Oh, man. You YouTube changed how it does like family friendly programming. Which, and you know, there was a good reason. Very for good that. reason. But so but as a result, we decided to sort of pump the brakes because we we weren't super dedicated to like we we had stuff that we were writing stuff that we were planning to make certain content for youtube but it ultimately never came to be right well the other thing too is the unfortunate thing with theme parks and amusement parks is that it's so often labeled as this is for kids and it's like no everybody enjoys this stuff so automatically being flagged as something that is something that has to be family friendly when it's not really taking into account the actual content and the actual dialogue, that would mean that we have to kind of censor ourselves more. And I mean, it's not like we uh, let some nasty words fly when we're talking, but, you know, we're two adults in our 30s and we want to be comfortable with how we talk and engage and it's not like we're you know necessarily talking to six-year-olds while we're uh, streaming this so we don't want to have to worry about that sort of thing and that's not necessarily our demographic and we just want to be a little more open with what we can do and how we can engage with our audiences and also like there are certain types of content that people are really good at and i think in any creative space you get the people that are really good at it and then the people that are trying to copy the people that are really good at it and we want to figure out like something that we can be really good at and excel at without like while taking inspirations but not necessarily like the like the the video doc that seems to be like the way to cover certain attractions, certain eras of theme park history that is pretty prevalent in the space. Yeah. Um, there's one main difference between us doing it and sort of the, the biggest ones is Andrea. Oh, <laughs> Because yeah. most of the people that do it, <laughs> they're all white males. They're all white males. Um, and, and I think that except for, um, theme park stop. Um, I forget her name. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Alicia Stella. Yeah, Alicia Stella, who, who is, is wonderful and highly love her recommend information. her. She do, she does stuff differently. Like it's still historical, but there's there's personality. And of course, um, AJ from uh, Disney Food Blog, right? Which is like, dear God, what a <laughs> what an ex- like personality exploding out of every word. Truly, I'm such a big fan of her content. Whether it's something that I'm very interested even if it's minutely or not i know she's gonna hold my interest and my attention for the entire time absolutely she's excited to talk about what she talks about and not to name specific names but some people do need to don't necessarily sound so excited when they're talking about these things you can't tell when they like something or not because they're either stuck to their script or they're um we're just going off the rails it's the eggnog um it's a holiday party everybody's talking about stuff they probably shouldn't i would love to be a producer for these big content creators some some definitely don't need it but some of the people that have sizable audiences but 
they haven't necessarily evolved their style. Like They haven't grown since they first launched their channels, and that's a little disappointing. I mean, obviously, like some people have had more time versus others, but for the most part, a lot of the bigger names have all kind of mostly started around the same time. Some of them have talked with each other and worked with each other, which is great. I think about Mark from Yesterworld, the other Mark, and how one of his earliest videos that I ever saw where he covered the Jaws attraction at Universal Orlando versus the more recent episodes that he's doing now, they're not tremendously different in terms of the stuff that he's talking about, but he's more comfortable in being able to talk about all these different things. He even pokes fun at himself now in some of the more recent episodes. He's like, oh, old Mark, why don't you just loosen up a little bit and things will be so much better. And, you know, I appreciate that. Whereas there are some people that sound the exact same way, I know that I still want to improve a little bit with how I'm talking for these recordings and these live streams, but I feel like I'm already growing more in my comfortability with that. Yeah, it's being able to explore the space, and I I like, we mentioned it in our pre-show, which... If you didn't know, if you're listening to this on anchor.fm slash party of two pod, when we record this live at twitch.tv slash markbedonica, we have a little bit of a pre-show, a little bit of a post-show, and you can and just sort of pick our brains a little bit there. But um, in making the change to adding the live video element to it, that changes how you perform. Yeah. Because you know you are in front of an audience, and I knew that that was going to do something to your performance in the sense of now that you can, now that it's not just the two of us in our room recording audio on a quiet Thursday night, <laughs> that one puts us on a schedule. So, you know, Sundays I need to be ready to do the show. We have to have our show notes. What ready <laughs> uh, by Sunday. And then we also know that we need to be on camera. We're going to be performing in front of people. And that changes things. It When you go from being just a voice to, performing on camera and that's what it is performing on camera everything changes absolutely um this is supposed to be a reflective episode about us well and we again we went off but i mean we are still kind of reflecting on ourselves i remember when i first dabbled on youtube for a moment long before party of two began i actually made a short video off of my phone of what I was experiencing on Leap Day at Disneyland, which was absolutely monstrous. It was a very short video, and I basically said, you know, what I was experiencing, which was there was no organization, there were multiple lines being formed in the Esplanade, just going to nowhere, and nobody knew what was going on, including the cast members, and I took video of everything that was going on around me. I got so much hate from that video. I I got all of these really nasty comments calling me all sorts of really nasty sexist names. And I was absolutely horrified, shocked. And, you know, I was in good humor about it, you know, being a little sarcastic, of course, but 
you know, I was indicating what I was seeing, but people are so quick to defend certain entities, especially Disney. And oh, even though I got a lot of clicks from that video, obviously, I didn't want to see any more of it. And I think that was before you could uh, stop comments. From, yeah, before you could cancel comments. From video. So I, I took it off. And uh, I never wanted to be on camera again, honestly, at that point. And yeah. I know that you encouraged me, like, you know, don't let this get into your head. But it, it stayed with me for a while. And, and to that extent, there's... There is a time and there there are certain things that I feel like you should address as a content creator and certain things that you should take to heart. But when it comes to like people mindlessly clicking on a link and trying to start something, that's that there's no place for that. And and like the the trolling and all sorts of stuff like that, which happens on this, which happens on my Twitch channel from time to time, we'll get random people that come in and just start to chat up a storm and whatever. Um, I remember, I don't remember specifically what it was, but there was a guy that we essentially just like, yes, anded with, and then ended up dropping a follow. And I haven't seen them in Twitch chat for a minute, but I just remember that being a thing of like, some people just want to be acknowledged and whether that's in a positive way or a negative way, like there are too, <laughs> too many people in the world aren't, aren't getting acknowledged and one way, shape or form. I think that's something that should be addressed but in some regards when it comes to certain other trolls that are just being negative to be negative no um yeah and you are a performer andrea i am so to be able to get you into a place where you're going a little bit past your normal self and you're still right now as hosts you do do a certain level i said do do you uh there is a certain level of performance involved because you have to you have to represent yourself at a little bit higher of an energy even when sometimes you don't have that and it's not like you're going full on into well welcome to today's episode of party of two <laughs> where we're going to be talking about all sorts of theme park news that's a that's a different show uh, that's not now no. that's later um but there are ways that you can incorporate that sort of a stuff into your th you can test things out yeah. like it's it's fun and and the addition of Twitch to our show has um allowed us like the couple of people that I did know directly listen to our show they can now interact with us live hi everybody hi um and and we appreciate you and you've helped add to the show like when uh, there, there are days when Cam would be one of, one of my mods and one of, one of my friends from the, the rooster team, uh, discord would, would be the only person in chat. And it, and some of those were some of our most fun interactions because they were so constant. It was like, we had a third chair here and, and that has that Cam specifically. And just that idea has helped add so much additional value, I think, to our show. Um, everybody is valuable. Truly. But um, especially with this past year in 2020, when the majority of the news was, hey, do you think they'll open? Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it was a good time to sort of take a step back and not just speculate, speculate, speculate. Right. So when our first episode back was, man, Disney Springs is dangerous. That was fun. That was a step in the right direction. Yeah. And very <laughs> different from what we had done before. I mean, sure, we might have talked about crowds before when we did other podcast recordings, but not in the way where we were really 
so opening up about our own personal feelings with things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing when you're, you know, when we're doing Beyond Blue Sky, for example, and we're talking about what we'd like to see, but the difference here now is we're talking a lot more about our experiences day to day, which is very different from what we've usually done besides maybe doing a review of one or two things. Yeah. And I think that helps that brings people into what type of people we are, not just going off of what we like and don't like, but how legitimately how we feel about certain things that have been going on this year. And I think there's a lot, there's been a lot of uh, exposure of certain, and we've, we've talked about it before, but certain exposures of shortcomings when it comes yeah. to how companies run, how they treat their employees, what sort of benefits are, are and how not just diverse in, they are. But like not just in the theme park world, but in most things, but how that aff- then affects the theme park world. And now we have this um, we have this promise, this dedication to a more diverse theme park experience, which is a net positive. 100 percent, i think absolutely and there were 2020 was supposed to be a year of new beginnings it just weren't it just wasn't the new they just weren't the new beginnings that we thought yeah well it, it was like that one tweet that you mentioned you saw the other day where the phrase hindsight is 2020 is uh was actually potentially dropped by a uh time traveler from the future and we just didn't really understand (laughs) until now what the message was and and now that we're in we're in a time where we know a covid vaccine is coming before the end of the year and that's and that's goodness to people that will 100 percent need it like that's going to go to front of the line medical workers and and uh, other people in similar situations that have to deal with massive amounts of people High-risk people as well. Uh, high-risk people. I wonder where, not even necessarily the public, but I wonder where, like, where does Disney come in to take care of their employees and their, their front-of-the-line employees? And does that, like, anybody who, anybody, and I'm not just talking about the park employees, but anybody, supermarket workers, um, the post office, like, people who are out and about in the world and might have to deal with people, like, straight up how soon they'll be able to get it. And even just making sure that those people are okay gives me a lot of uh, positive vibes. Oh, absolutely. So much of my reticence with visiting has been not just about worrying for myself and for you, but for these employees that either they, they stay home and they miss out on a paycheck uh, depending on how much the government or their employer is helping them, or they risk exposure. And then, you know, some people that have more seniority at a theme park, for example, that might have been working there 10, 20 years, well, they might be a little bit older, they might have more underlying health conditions, they might be more vulnerable to these things. And that just makes it all the more stressful of a situation so i i I cross my fingers i imagine you know first the uh the essential workers the healthcare workers um people taking care of 
uh, shoppers at grocery stores. You know, it, it's going to go down the line. Um, and I'm sure that very careful consideration is being made at the government level. But I do hope, I I hope that it's not a long time to wait for everyone, but obviously it's going to take a little while and it's not just one shot, it's two. So that's going to be a little tricky. Yeah. And, and spacing out because it's not a shot and you're good. It's a shot. And after a couple days, you're good. Yeah. So spacing out all of the time with all of the different workers, being able to pro- be properly vaccinated and then go back to work. Regardless. It's going to be free, which is great. It, That's something it, that it's I also like, really... It better be. Yeah, no kidding. Like By the time we get to a like lifetime vaccine, like we have with all of like child, child era immunizations, school era immunizations, by then it, people may like start to market it. But I hope, I hope beyond hope that that is a long way away because everybody like the first thing that needs to happen everybody needs to be vaccinated so that we can eradicate this thing and we can and it's not an issue but there are always going to be a couple of people holding out and that's disappointing but um and those those are the reasons why people are going to have to keep getting immunized is because people aren't accepting that sort of a thing keeping those feelings to myself as much as possible. Right. And that's the best way that I can put that. <laughs> but it's it's a light at the end of the tunnel for like everything. And to be able to, to experience again the things that people haven't been able to experience. And we are, I'll use quotes here, lucky to be able to be in a state that has stayed kind of open yeah. and to experience certain things with a minute level of... Uh, normalcy even if there is a whole bunch of fear packed into that and and many problems associated with that as well and i'm still going to say i i'm not leaning one direction or the other if it it is a good or a bad idea to operate the way florida has been operating but it is what it is and we're dealing with it as best as we can that being said looking towards this coming year i am hopeful for the vaccine to get rolled out as quickly as possible and for things to be able to open up again for people that are comfortable working to have that sense of purpose for co-workers to be able to see each other again i can't wait to just be able to hug Oh, so friends much. and family members again. Even and and even to like way down the line from that, hug family, hug friends, go back to work. Hi, um, but to be able to have like character interactions with people. Oh my god! And just the just the like emotional release of being able to see like a Mickey or a Goofy and just hug it out. You know, like <sighs> there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I will be giving big hugs to. And eventually, one of those people will be Baymax. Oh, yeah. Baymax <laughs> is great for hugs. I can't wait to give Chip a good, a big, big hug again. Is, I got one of the best is hugs. That, is that your top character that you, that existing character that is around that you would want to hug? Um, I don't know. I love them all, you know? Uh, for me, it, it'd probably be one of the country bears. That makes sense. Because they don't see a lot of love like that anyway. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, those, those Actually, uh, furs are from like the 70s. And How, they're cleaned. Are they as much? They well, of course they're clean, but are they cleaned enough? I would. I like, feel like yeah. they could be. Okay. I've, I mean, anything could be cleaned more than it's act than it is currently clean yeah yeah um but you know what like and now it's just gonna be oh you know what i can't wait for but um (laughs) i was sad that last year we weren't able to take in a local renaissance fair yes that was a huge bummer like and it's just gatherings gatherings in general like to be able to go to uh, and i'll say this generally tv tapings again Mm -hmm. without feeling like very upset um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> will be nice um and just it's one of those things where like i'm still i i'll probably still have some reticence but once man the, the, the this sounds so dire but like once we're once we're vaccinated to be able to walk around and feel less fear because i know i'm good yeah does that make sense yeah like still wear a mask and i'm still Ten hundred percent down with wearing masks as long as we need them. Like that's not like I've I think I've said it before on this show is that masks are here and they will be here for a while. They will become a normal part of the of like fashion. They will become a normal part of human society. And I'm very happy that that's the case. Yeah. No. I I fully embrace mask wearing. In fact, I think like once it starts to get cold every year, I think I will be more than happy to just have one on me um besides like not having my face be cold and nice and cozy um i'll just feel a little bit just a hair safer to not maybe catch a cold from somebody else that's like coughing out in the open coughing that uh it's like man why why hasn't western society up until this point embraced it like where have we been? And that's why Super Mario World is or Super Nintendo World is opening in February in Japan because <laughs> they handled it better. Yes, they um, did. That oh god, they like that's gonna be a little so while cool. ago. They finally released some of the photos, and we'd we've been hearing some stuff, and it exceeded my expectations for for some of the stuff that we that we had heard. And that statue of Bowser is beautiful. Um, it really does look like it is just He'd projected <laughs> out of a video game. Yeah. The, just seeing the pictures of what they've built. Like the outdoor world. It, like it blew my mind. It like literally from the exact same spot that the promotional rendering was developed. Well, that's exactly where they planted themselves to take the picture. And I initially looking at the photo i thought it was still the rendering and then i'm looking at him like wait no that's that's real it's real and i am this may sound like sacrilege uh, especially as a local quote local i am 100 percent down with them altering the path of the studio tour if it means we can have a proper amount of space for for super nintendo world and that includes the Donkey Kong expansion or whatever other expansions may be in the pipeline. Wink! You know? Um, so, as a Nintendo fan, that's that's something that I'm ridiculously excited for. There, Something that we didn't talk about on the show was that in some of the press releases, uh, you could see Pikmin in the background of some of the character shots. 
And so we're finally starting to see the integration of other Nintendo properties, not just Mario, even though it looks like the Mushroom Kingdom. What other stuff could be happening? We've talked about it before on the show. Go back, go and look at it. Go listen to all of our past. No, what a great time over the holidays to go listen to all of our past. Uh, I, I, there was a word that I don't want to use. Uh, all of our past episodes uh, about a variety of different topics. If you're new to the show, definitely go back and especially if it's like, if it sounds like a headline and newsy, take a listen to our conversations and see what came to pass and see what didn't. Yeah. Like. One of my favorite episodes we did was um, Rise of the Resistance not opening with the land is a good thing. Yeah. And that ended up being true. And um, it still ends up being true. (laughs) Um, Our Tomorrowland refurbs, the one that we did for Walt Disney World's Tomorrowland more recently. Yeah. That's one of my favorite discussions that we had. And I highly recommend, like, send that to your friends. Um, Yeah. Start a group. Yeah. Well, I mean, like everybody has a Discord. Fight for Tomorrowland. <laughs> everybody has a Discord these days. Um, if we hear enough from folks to start one, then I would love to. Oh, absolutely. Maybe actually that might be like a good cross-pollination yeah. of starting a Discord and being like, oh, this is a show, and then people listen to the show. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. No, consider that. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's a 2021 goal um, while we take a little bit of a break in between seasons. But uh, so yeah, 2021, we're we're finally getting Super Nintendo World opening. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be opening at the early part of the year. Well, we still don't officially know when. They've just said 2021. So I can imagine February, March ish. I'm leaning towards March, um, and I think that they'll probably semi-advertised but not completely advertised the official opening maybe around spring break yeah probably either just before or just after because that i'm I'm sure that also will depend on the level of immunization in not just the country but specifically the state of florida um because it is Deep purple, and and there's a lot of. Is the wild west out here, it's the folks? Wild west out here, <laughs> to borrow something from last week's show. Um, but uh, that what else? What else was supposed to? Disney had uh, other stuff that was supposed to open 2021, well, but I that's mean, all been pushed back. There's a lot of restaurants that are going to be opening, mm. like um, Space 220 uh, over in Epcot, which is going to be next to test track in the future guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind got it Ugh, so many words like chill out man but it's fine it's fine um that restaurant looks really interesting to me and we still don't know a whole lot about it honestly it's just going to really depend on when patina group is feeling like, it's a really good time to open. They're pretty close to being done. Um, then there's the uh, the new Toy Story restaurant that's going to open in Toy Story Land over in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, uh, Woody's Roundup Barbecue? Yeah. Or some, something like that? Something like that. Not as interested. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... It's not that we don't like Toy Story. It's just we're not necessarily huge fans of the land. And it feels if, like it becomes a crazy area for guest con- 
congestion. And especially now in the middle of everything with the pandemic, it's like, okay, thanks, bye. I don't it's, really It's a couple of deal. things because it's all it's the amount of people that are there to experience Toy Story Land, but then it's also the exhaust port for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So you're getting a lot more congestion in there for two reasons um the the i mean family style barbecue dining sure that's fine uh that's something that we missed in disneyland when they closed down the the woody's roundup barbecue there that was good good food mm-hmm. um but and sorry like we always it always ends up coming back to food but um <laughs> well, what else was i gonna say uh in the or, meantime oh star wars galactic uh galactic cruiser right will probably open up by the end of the year I mean, they're not going to stop at that because there's going to be a ridiculous amount to pay for for people to stay there and they don't care. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of visitors when it opens. No. I wonder how many free nights they're going to give to influencers. That, I wonder less influencers, more just press outlets in general. Yeah. So like uh, Variety, Sci-Fi, um Oh, yeah. sci-fi should have an amazing spread. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but like E, all of the like major entertainment outlets, like that's that's who's going to be catered to. Like some sort of some national news outlets, like your Foxes, your your MSNBCs, your things like that. Like, uh, the, hello. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I, that's fine. Go ahead. But over in California Adventure, Avengers Campus, Avengers Campus. Yeah, they they started releasing the merch uh in california at the old espn slash mickey pop-up they started doing that they have um what i i suppose were going to be the like opening season like regular uh regular old buttons uh are now like annual pass holder buttons with avengers campus on it that are like available while supplies last so that makes me feel like they had certain basic stock available that they were that they're just trying to offload yeah. but like hats shirts um some of the spider-man merchandise looks pretty cool i think do i still have that somewhere here i'd like to get one of those spider bots yeah i've got a uh web worldwide engineering brigade which is the the company that or the the organization that uh sponsors the ride web i, I made sure to pick up a pen uh at d23 this past year and yeah. that's good enough for me. <laughs> I wanted to get like the zip up um sweater, mm, but yeah. I was like, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for this. It's well, very basic. Guess what? It's still sixty dollars. It's still gonna be sixty dollars. Whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is. That's what it is. Um, it's exciting to see Avengers Campus open up. I wonder how far along the overseas parks will get with their various construction projects but um i i hope that the play pavilion can come like can happen by summer you know like the numbers are good enough to it no you're making some weird faces i'm I'm sorry i just i don't think i don't think it's going to be smart for them to open that up until at the earliest winter of 2021 I don't I think I think it's going to be late summer at the latest. I think it's going to be July or August. I think the there's latest. a reason why it's no longer on the press release for the Epcot transformation. Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and yeah. yes, I think that 
that announcement and uh, us talking about it happened in a pre hey this vaccine's actually going to get delivered fairly soon world oh sure so but... i th- i honestly think by april may is is going to be pretty good sure but disney has also like slowed down construction and installation now yes they have still been working on the wonders of life exterior we really don't know a whole lot of what's happening inside like from the beginning when they started work it was clear that they were dumping a lot into trash bins and removing what had been sitting there for decades upon decades but in terms of what set pieces and stuff they might have installed since then, we don't really know. We just see that they've been replacing the tiles on the outside of the building. And that's really the most we have to go off of. I'm so used to Nintendo's financial or fiscal year ending in March that I thought that, that was kind of the norm. But considering uh, Disney's ended in is the last Saturday of September... Now I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that isn't Yeah. Like I think they're definitely gonna see a bounce back once once stuff starts to to get better and start to improve. Honestly, when Disneyland opens proper, that's that's gonna be a huge boon. But that's that's still gonna be a while. I don't think that's gonna that's not gonna be till like spring, if not summer. Yeah. But they're going to do their darndest to make sure that that opens up as soon as it can. They are very antsy to reopen. Yeah, dude. 100%. Um, like, that's that's mainly what I'm hoping for, is the California parks, it being good enough for them to reopen again. Because everybody's just... Everybody needs work. Uh, all of these companies are bleeding money. Um, and while Universal is at a place where it it's pretty dependent on their films and even that is like not they're underperforming um disney is like a parks and experience company at this point so i i really just want people to get back to work ultimately and be able to comfortably socialize again i mean there's a lot of wishes that we are that are just intrinsically tied with (laughs) the restrictions from this pandemic And so much of that is really going to be uh, the hopes and encouragement for the future. And uh, I'm sure we'll be tied into the 50th marketing for Walt Mm, Disney World. Um, Harmonious has uh, kept on going through its testing and the barges with its construction over in the Epcot seven seas lagoon yeah that that'll be summer maybe me i think it's gonna be more like fall but yeah i i think i think that's when it's gonna happen it's one of those things to me where they're announcing the absolute latest of when they expect it so that in case they can go early they'll jump on and be surprised oh sure because they'll still have People who have planned their vacations for the announced date, and then they can get all of the lo- I say out of the way, but they can get all of the locals out of the way and like experienced so that it's not like a triple up sort of a thing. And so people can still experience a new ride, but like all of the influencers and the YouTubers that post 4K every angle videos will have gone on all of the rides they need for all of their footage. Hey, 
did you watch my walkthrough from last week for this park? I made a new one for this week. Dude, 4K WDW, straight up. Like, that's, that's the we biz right those. now. We love those. Like, yeah. I, I'm teasing, but we watch them because it, it helps us relax. It helps us cope. Yeah. I think, like, I'm excited for Knots to reopen. I'm excited for oh, yeah. all of the, like, the Cedar Fairs, the Cedar Points to reopen i'm excited for some stability in the chinese parks because that's that's been the next roughest go yeah and and i mean of course all of this is us saying like like as you just mentioned like the world getting better is the most important thing and that's in all assets all all walks all everything and the world being able to bounce back from this virus and so just under that is where we are adding our addendums. Right. And I mean, like I think about like with these parks, it's so tied to the restrictions right now and just the state of the world. For example, both all of the theme parks in Orlando rely so much on travelers from, for example, the UK they love to make at least their yearly trek over to these parks and they haven't been able to fly. They haven't been allowed to. And there's still a lot of flight restrictions from outside of the country. And until that changes, the parks aren't going to hit their wished for numbers. They're not going to make the money that they had hoped for out of merchandise sales, mm -hmm. ticket sales, hotels, dessert packages, <laughs> nighttime parties. If the dining plan even comes back, who knows? Eventually. I, I can imagine it. It's such a good like negotiational piece of getting people for like certain packages. Um, but you know what? I want them to stop focusing so much on the upcharges and just give us some good experiences that everybody can enjoy. Yeah. Stop. Here, here's what I want these parks to do. This is what this is my wish list for 2021. You can have the holiday parties, like I get it, but for the love of God, please. Please do not close every single park so freaking early at night. Let people that still spend, you know, pretty much a hundred plus dollars per person just to step foot into the park to be able to see the parks lit up at night, be able to enjoy holiday offerings. Don't save it all for these other people that are spending even a little bit less than the regular ticket price to come in for a couple of hours for that. I don't think it's fair. I think it's wrong. I also think that it's really messed up that on top of paying for a holiday event ticket price, you can spend another 80-something dollars to go to a dessert party there. It's dumb. Please stop it. We... People are poor now. People are struggling it, yeah, really, really hard. Like, we're we're ho we're hoping that with um, have a heart. Yeah, have a heart. We're hoping that with the new administration, that that there's gonna like one of the things on the table is um, financial uh, financial aid and and to help people sort of bounce back from this terrible terrible year. Wink, um, us too. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, we don't we don't know 
we're going to find out mid-January at that point. Um, and I'm excited to. I'm excited to find out. But um, I, I agree. I hope that what they do is keep, at the very least, I think this is a bottom-of-the-barrel idea that you can do, is keep it open an extra hour for everybody. Make the party a little bit cheaper because the party is a little bit shorter. And do the first sort of show right near the top of the party hours. So that everyone can enjoy it. So that everybody can enjoy it. And, and that gets people to be like, oh, we should get out of here before the party starts. No, no, no. We should stay up until the very end of the party or up until the very beginning of the party and the end of the, the normal operation day, the normal business operating day, um, which then keeps people there. Maybe gets them an ex- an extra meal at the park, more snacks, more something like that. In that c- closes the gap of that in between time, and makes it a little bit more accessible because people could go, oh yeah, you know what? It's an extra couple of hours, and we get th- like we can load up on on awesome cookies and exclusive this, exclusive that, and shows and whatever. Yeah, I'll pay an extra, however much you would reduce the price by, because then that. That's sort of a thing of like, okay, we're going cheaper so that people can afford it. That makes it more accessible. It's so easy to make things cheaper so that people can do them. Like, it's a lot better than exclusivity to me. And and making and pricing things up to make things less exclusive. And there are ways that you can... And I know part of the, the reason why at least Disneyland was raising prices higher and higher and higher was because... More people were buying annual passes, which was inflating the the regular numbers like on off season and this and that. And that's a problem you want to have. And and that while that may dissuade sort of resorts, that goes it that goes into creating more experiences, better experiences, increasing the amount of people that you can have in a park at a time, opening whole new gates, having adding new hotel like ultimately you keep everything you don't be so restrictive. I guess ultimately, ultimately, just don't be so restrictive. And I hope that once we can hug again, that we do that. <laughs> well, and uh, something else I was going to say: being able to see your loved ones again, be able to hug each other again, be able to go out and do things with each other again. Mm. I mean, for people that. Like, I think about your mother, for example, who has been working this entire time, and Mm -hmm. she's kind of been itching to do something and hasn't been able to. And she's just, like, really eager to spend time with her loved ones and family and be able to... And it doesn't help that we're so far away. Yeah. But, like, it's it's reopening those doors. And also, like, we had people visit in february of this year and that was kind of the last normal weekend that we had because that was it was like the first full week in february it was because the week after i traveled for work and then like and then the week after that like we had valentine's day plans and then the week after that and then and then the first week of march was Proto Men, Proto Men, the opening of uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway, and then there was um, the special show that was that was from The Office, um, 
And then things started to shut and down. And then things started to shut down and fall apart. And so, and but then everything changed and other opportunities arose. But just getting back, I, it, it's not even getting back. It's getting past. And getting, getting past better. It and getting better and improving. That's the thing is there isn't, normal has changed and normal continues to change. But this new normal, I would really like to get started. But like, we we have been increasingly lucky this entire time and and that's thanks to everybody who's watching everybody who's listening everybody in our lives and 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 just there has been an exorbitant amount of luck and and i and like we can be as prepared as we can but there are some things that have happened thanks to luck that have that have kept us going and we want to pay that back so hard both like spiritually emotionally financially like all of that and i and i'm really looking for i'm really looking forward to the new year um that's a line from the country bear christmas jamboree just in case i mean we're on theme here but um i need to listen to that more i haven't listened to that enough this season but um usually he plays it non-stop in the car when but we don't but we don't go out we're not going anywhere so <laughs> the, la- the last time i went out i think it was to grab fast food and I listened to a full song because that's how close it was. I listened to half the song driving there, the other half the song driving back. Like that is <laughs> that is how long we are in the car these days. Um, but yeah, um, is is there anything like we've been really general? We've been a little specific, but is there anything that you're that is like lingering for twenty twenty one? Specifically for theme parks, and for all of the plan future construction and projects that a company might have announced that might be revising things right now or trying to look ahead for what other future projects, how they might uh, build things better in the future, especially in Orlando. Stop relying on meet and greets for everything. I beg of you, this pandemic has Mm. especially showed that it's not a smart idea and that is not enough to market for people to come and visit and yes obviously if you have a character breakfast or uh whatever like the little kids are gonna love to get their pictures taken the ones that aren't screaming from fear from meeting a fuzzy character but a fuzzy character but honey (laughs) it's the eggnog (laughs) um Rides are what make people come to visit your parks, okay? I can't say this any more clearly. We want rides. Everybody wants to go on a ride. And also, thrill rides are great, but it's even better if you make something that is a worthy visit for the entire family that doesn't have any restrictions, doesn't uh, prevent anyone with any health conditions, Height restrictions, like you don't have to be, you you like you could have if you could have a kid on your lap, that would be amazing, actually. Yeah. Or or at the very least, and between two them. B- between two parents, yeah, or between two ad- adults. I want to see more of that. Mm. I feel like, especially in this, currently, these theme parks have gotten so far away from that, and 
I also feel like Disney has been trying to copy Universal a little too much. Mm. And I think they need to go back and embrace what has classically, quote unquote, made them number one. Don't forget why it made you number one. And then for Universal, don't forget about the movies that have made you what you are. Don't... uh, don't ignore your history. Don't ignore nostalgia. Give E.T. a refurbishment, for goodness sake. <laughs> Give E.T. a refurbishment. We've talked about a Beetlejuice, a Beetlejuice ride several times on this show. And if you want to go... One of our first episodes was a Beyond Blue Sky of a Beetlejuice attraction. And I think it's it was evidenced with the Halloween Horror Nights last weekend maze of terror and not the maze, but the experience at Universal being a terror. Um, And everyone wanted to see Beetlejuice. Yeah, there's there's so many options that Universal has that they're definitely cheaping out on. I think they can push and get something truly special done with a variety of different franchises. Yeah, like. Fast and the Furious needs a refresh to be like a legit contender for an actual Fast and the Furious ride and not just a um, a, a tram attraction. A tram action. Um, I'll work on that. But um, th- there's so much work. Like we, talk, we talked a lot this past season about what Universal can do to improve themselves. And that's either with the Nintendo rumors or the proposed SpongeBob Bikini Bottom Land that I still really want to see happen. And it doesn't have to be all IP. Please have a balance. And it doesn't have to be all IP. But in the sense, like Universal seems more appropriate of it being an IP because it's based on movies. But when it comes to, uh, to, to anything else, you can create stuff with original IP. Like Knott's went back to Berry Tales. Which is amazing. Or is going I, back. I don't think that ride opened yet. It hasn't opened yet, which is another thing we're looking forward to for crossing our fingers this next year in 2021. That's It's really the going to... The 100th. It's going to come down to when things are able to reopen again. And I guess how far they got in construction. No one has able to, quote unquote, be on the ground so much to be able to get an idea, especially because everything's indoors. But... I cannot wait to see what they do with that. And I think I think these parks need to recognize as well that they are so much a part of the fabric of American culture and recognize that they are a part of that and it's not it's not all about making brand new things. It's about embracing what people love and what inspires them and being a place where where the children and the parents can go together and, and have a nice parents. time and the children something about a bench eating peanuts yeah i i could i can't say it better myself so i i think we're gonna leave it at that yeah um before we go we want to thank everybody who has listened everybody who has watched make sure uh to leave us a review on itunes we don't ask for that very much but it helps make us more uh searchable and the last one we got i think was in february 2019 (laughs) thanks cam um so make sure to to head over there and leave us a review we would really appreciate it uh if you're listening in another country 
the the whoop I, I, i'm ahead of myself whoa. the itunes reviews don't show up if you're reviewing in another country so make sure to tweet at us we'd love to shout you out shout you out on the show absolutely we would love to come back and be like look at all of the fans that we've gathered during our off time um go back and listen to old episodes uh share old episodes with your friends if there's one that you think your friend like a friend of yours may be into just let them let them have it. Just let them have it. Like let <laughs> pictures of Spider Man, but um, let send them through and and let them know that uh, we're here and we're a family and things of that nature and it's all lovely and beautiful. Um, we also want to thank our artists. Yes. Uh, we want to thank and and we want you to reach out to them. If if I always do that, it's always a mirrored image. Um, we like uh our our head art. Um, our head artist, I guess uh, you could technically call her, uh, is Natasha. She is a, a wonderful artist that I've used uh, throughout the years. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at uh, Natatas. That's E-W-N-A-T-A-T-A-S. Um, uh, commissioner. She uh, Well, follow her and keep an eye for when her commissions are opened. Mm. Um, then also Clement, who designs all of our logos. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the Clement W, T-H-E-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-W, a wonderful artist who made uh, our logo, our Party of Two logo. I'm trying not to cover your face when I do this. That's so okay. There, our Party of Two logo, um, our Animatronics logo, and our Beyond Blue Sky logo, which um, if you listen on iTunes, we use for our album artwork whenever we do shows in those series. Um, but also you can get them on t-shirts. You can go to tpublic.com slash party of two. Check out designs. Get yourself some masks. Get yourself some t-shirts. If you yourself travel to theme parks in party uh, in a party of two, just get one with our logo on it. and so when, Or a mask or a t-shirt with a, our logo on it. And so whenever a cast member asks, you just point to it. It helps everybody. It, and, and it supports us and it supports the show. You can also go to anchor.fm slash... Uh, party of two pod and uh, sign up for a, a monthly donation subscription which is something that goes directly to us and um it's not required we would appreciate it but we're not for like it it would be nice but it's fine it's just a way like if you want to support the show and can afford it we would really appreciate it um get that for us for christmas it's our it's a christmas gift um and then follow us at party of two pod just because we're not going to be doing the show over the next couple of weeks because if you missed it in case you missed it this is our season finale um just because we're not going to be doing the show for the next couple of weeks doesn't mean that we're not going to be tweeting out from that account so follow us on twitter at party of two pod that's also probably where you'll find out when we'll be returning for season four yeah but if you also want to follow along with our personal goings on you can follow us at our individual accounts you can find me on Twitter at Dole Whip Drea. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Mark B. Donica. If you're watching on Twitch, thank you for joining. Make sure to give us a, a follow and a subscription if you can. If you're listening to us on Anchor, if you like watching uh, silly men play video games, <laughs> that's me. Go to twitch.tv slash Mark Donica and give us a follow. Um, I'll, I'll be playing some some games, but during the Christmas season, I'll probably be taking a little bit of an extent of, of a of a leave as well um yeah and and hope like i've been looking for for work this whole time and so hopefully you can find something to keep me busy over the holidays but uh we appreciate your support we appreciate your listenership we love you and merry christmas happy holidays have a happy new year we'll see you in 2021 on the next ride there i nailed it (laughs) 